started as just a secret between myself and Mike. And it was only when Dave Lombardo got involved that we actually considered if any other people were going to hear it. You know, there's a, there's a lot of fans of Biffy that it's maybe not quite what they're into. It's maybe a bit too extreme, but we've been really feeling some incredible support from, from the Biffy fans. And, and also been, you know, playing these shows to different types of people. It's really liberating. You know, after 20 years of being on tour and being in the same kind of band, it's nice to just step out of it and do something that is pure venom. What's up, everybody? It's Keefe, GhostColdMag.com, and I am honored to be joined by Empire State Bastard. How are you guys doing today? We are terrific. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having us. You look terrific. You sound terrific. I'm so pleased we got to do this. We were supposed to do an interview at Riot Fest on Sunday, but the rain... Oh, it was shit. It was like like they just decided to start the festival as our show should have ended. That's what it felt like. It was a real tease the other day, but devastated to not play what a festival it is, Riot Fest. But uh, yeah, we got to start our tour in earnest last night, playing with Chatpile and with Poisson Rouge. Yes, I love that name and I love that club. I'm originally from New York. I'm back on the West Coast. I was in Chicago. I'm everywhere. We were at the show last night. We had correspondents covering the show last night. So we're going to have a whole review. And I heard nothing but glowing things over text messages while I was traveling back West. Fantastic, man. Where are you in the West then, brother? I'm in San Francisco. Beautiful, man. <laughs> and I'm yeah. from, and I, w- I was literally just back East for a spell and, uh, and at Riot Fest to cover Riot Fest. And they did a wonderful job. Listen, you know, again, like Mother Nature had other ideas and they did the best they could. I know it's, I know some people who were telling I met just fans who were telling me some of those early Sunday bands like Microwave was one young lady's favorite band ever and they got canceled. It's really hard. And I know you're no strangers to rain and the mud of download and and other yeah. things, Vakin and things, but um, you know, I, I I've gone you. I've gone in summer holidays with worse weather. Hundred <laughs> percent man. Glastonbury yeah. is been like absolutely life threatening, but they don't shut the Right, Glastonbury and and Rockham Ring and Rockham Park have lightning storms pretty much every single year. They have, (laughs) but respect to Riot Fest. Listen, they did put safety first. I it was very appreciative. They you know powdered the whole field where it was soggy and put down chips in sand. Yeah, they got to make sure the kids and everyone going to the show is safe and that the bands that are playing, yeah, we, we're just, we just gutted that we didn't play. But no, they did the right thing. You know, you can't risk, especially day three of a festival, you can't risk people getting hurt or something happening. And, um, no, not so at all. Hopefully uh, we'll be Jen- back. Hopefully yeah, we'll be back, right? Yeah, so we invite us, hopefully. They definitely will. Uh, or some of your other bands, maybe. But I was going to say, uh, and, and Lombardo was played Riot Fest, and he, and the, you know, a lot, and he played with Bungles. So um, out of curiosity, since I know you were hanging around a bit on Saturday, did you get to see any other bands and see any of your friends in other bands? Yes, we saw Bungle. We saw Dave playing with Mr. Bungle. So we met Trevor and Mike, and they're fucking absolute gentlemen. We watched a bit of Queens of the Stone Age, your old buddies, our other band, Biffy Clyde, with Queen of the Lords over the years. So yeah, it was really nice. We it was nice to go down a day you're not playing. We we spend so much of our time at festivals, and you kind of have the show, and you're lucky if you can see another band because you get fucking press and all that shit. So it was really nice to just be down as music fans and wander around. So what a great sight! What a great festival! Great vibe! And it's just when you're when you're in a field like that and you're sharing a love of heavy music and like you know heavy rock, fucking whatever. I mean, there's all sorts there. But that's when we feel are, are most comfortable. I think it was nice to be surrounded. By by fellow fellow yeah. music loving souls really eclectic lineup and we i mean like just the amount of talent in the place you know we watch mr bungle which is enough talent for the whole world frankly in that band but then with the queens the next night i went to see the cure because i was licking my wounds from the show being cancelled so i felt 
there was a perfect band for that moment. Just to make himself feel better at the cancelled show, he went for three hours of, of beautiful Cure music. He was a wreck. He was a wreck. Amazing. Uh, depression. The depressing music does make you feel better, at least for me. Hell yeah. Always. So, uh, I, I'm really excited about how much this band and uh, the album Rivers of Heresy out now on Roadrunner has been received because I feel like, you know, uh, Biffy Clyro, we've covered the band a ton because we're partially based and founded in Western Europe, but I know Americans know you guys, but not as well. And and I was saying offline and what a huge ocean size fan I was, and we never got to cover the band with this website, but I, I'm a massive fan. But it's been really well received. It's so heavy, but also you guys are also very eclectic in your music. And, and I feel like maybe that's part of the appeal. Has it surprised you how many people are are hopping on this uh, hype train? Yeah, I mean, because this start, it started as just a secret between myself and Mike, and it was only when Dave Lombardo got involved that we actually considered if any other people were going to hear it. You know, there's a, there's a lot of fans of Biffy that it's maybe not quite what they're into, it's maybe a bit too extreme, but we've been really feeling some incredible support from, from the Biffy fans. And, and also been, you know, playing these shows to different types of people. It's really liberating. You know, after 20 years of being on tour and being in the same kind of band, it's nice to just fucking step out of it and do something that is pure venom. You know, it really, I think we've both needed this for a little while. It's strange sort of going through so many bands, so many different things over the years and, and being in the moment, but all, always wondering, well, what else is there to do? And I can't believe that we've ended up here, you know, after been doing it for so long, we end up in an extreme meltdown. It was always going to happen, man. It was always going to happen. I've got to tell you this story, man. Like, so as you as you say, in all the reviews, you know, the the response has been absolutely overwhelming, and I'm really proud. But my ego kind of won't let me believe the good news. So yesterday, I saw a really bad review, like a video review of some kid who's like disappointed because he thought the record was going to sound more like Alter Bridge. That was his, ex <laughs> his expectation for it was that, you know, these guys are just not cut out for this extreme metal thing. They should stick to doing something like Alter Bridge. I was like, wow. <laughs> that's, that's not what we were trying to achieve Wait with this record. Nothing against they were one of the things we were definitely not going to do. Yeah, nothing against Alter Bridge. They're fine oh, band, absolutely. Gee whiz. Yeah, Miles uh, has got an incredible voice. I mean, they're an unbelievable um, band, but, you know, it's it wasn't what we were trying to do. And, but, you know, it, the people that really get it, really get it. And that's what this is all about. You know, it's it's our love of everything fucking underground that kind of it has educated us since we were teenagers. And it's really nice to just, like, it's a kind of passion and an expression of everything that kind of matters to us. And, and we still love melodies. We still love songs. But this project is not that. This is pure expression, pure rage. And, and it fucking, it feels good that people that are into it and really into it. You know, that's, that's all you can ask for. We always said, I've always said from when I started playing music, I'd rather be 10 people's favorite band than a million people's 20th favorite band and, and that applies with this as well. I love that notion. Uh, when I Before I first heard a note, it was described to me if Jesus Lizard played Crowbar song. And I yeah! was at, at a Dillinger show. So I was like, that description, Jesus Lizard, Crowbar, Dillinger, Escape Plan, that Venn diagram definitely somewhere there in lay and yeah, no, pressure. No, yeah. no pressure <laughs> no pressure that diagram, Jesus. no pressure but also a compliment the talent you yeah. know i'm talent. definitely not going to get my cock out as often as david yow did no, no. <laughs> we won't but, be throwing bags of shit anywhere no no yeah no bags of shit a la Dillinger, and no, no cock play i have <laughs> seen too much of david yeah let's just leave it there i've seen too much of him but, but <laughs> yeah but, bear, butts bear. and guts you know what i'm saying but uh, yeah, <laughs> such, a, such a such a such a good 
good record. And, and again, uh, by all accounts, I will have to see you somehow live the next time you come over or if I get back over to Europe. But uh, hopefully there'll be more of this. I know you have so many things going on. Uh, and we did get to cover, you know, download and uh, you guys played other festivals in, in Europe. And so, you know, we this would have been our third uh, spot for coverage. Instead, it was the small, intimate club of Le Poisson Rouge, as you mentioned. Such a killer place. I was just there like um, three weeks ago. And it is an incredible place. Who were you seeing? Who did you go and see? Uh, Stabbing Westward, who are... Uh, oh, fuck, were they back playing? No way. Yeah, they have a record out from last year. That was kind of their first record in 20 years, uh, Chasing Ghosts. It's wonderful. Wow, man, fantastic, man. You got a wee teenage tear in your eye then when the songs came on a, a bit. A little bit. I'm not yeah. I'm not a totally open, uh, I'm not openly emo or goth, but I have a closet goth inside of me like all of us. And uh, Stabbing just hits, and they're so good. And their new record is really great, like I said. Only so to check out, brother. Yeah. The they're, kill they're killing it. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about Rivers of Heresy. Let's just get into a little track by track. I will shout out the track names and whatever you want to share about the record we would love to hear. So of course the album opens with Harvest, which was a, a big single for you guys. Yeah, that was the kind of first statement we what we felt it was the best kind of encapsulation roughly of what the record is. With you know, there's there's lots of dimensions to the record, but anyone that was wondering whether they were, we were gonna sound like Alter Bridge, when they heard that song, they probably knew that's not the case. <laughs> um I mean musically, mate, do you wanna um got a bit of a bossa nova heavy metal vibe for the opening riff. I don't know if that's a new one on me, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's got a, a nice sort of gallop to it. It goes a bit spazzy, sort of fantomassy, and Dave gets to absolutely kick the shit out of the outro. Yeah. So it feels so good to play. Yeah, it does. So it's like we've been opening most of our shows, well, every show with it. And I guess kind of lyrically, it kind of kicks. It's about, you know, I mean, it's hard to say what song's about, but it's about identity to a certain extent. And especially when when I was completing all the lyrics, it was we were in pandemic and it was just, it was almost easier to reflect your own reality and your own identity through other people's experiences because we were all living through the screen. So it's kind of just about my issues with that and how I can, we all, lost sense of reality at a different point and what was kind of up and down and that's basically what the, the song's about just trying to find yourself in an, in an era when it's quite hard to find yourself well said thanks for unpacking all that the second track on the album is blusher yeah i fucking love this this was this was one of the first ones i think that made perfect sense to me vocally when mike sent it i just i knew what the vocals were going to do you know it kind of it guided me along and all, all the best music really does you know this album was intended to have no kind of melody in the whole thing but there's certain moments in the album where it needed melody this is not one of those songs actually oh, but <laughs> this is just i mean lyrically it's about not taking accountability not being like we, we shouldn't be afraid to t make mistakes and own up to mistakes that's basically the simplicity of this record you know we're in a we're in an era where for some reason it's seen as a as an extreme fallibility or an extreme weakness to say I don't know anything about this. And I think that's how we all grow. So so lyrically, it's just about being able to say I made a fucking mistake. But you know what? It doesn't, you don't need to write me off. I can learn, I can grow. And musically, this is just fucking, the, the verse in this, it's just so powerful. It's probably the most, the kind of one of the heaviest parts, I think, of the whole record and probably most metal. It's like alternate picking hell. If that section went on another five seconds, I think my arm might fall off, man. I've got to really, really dig in and watch Dave get, get it absolutely locked in. Hand cramp is a genuine concern yeah. for this whole fucking band. <laughs> Everyone is <laughs> in the verge of fucking cramp of some sort. RSI call, man. <laughs> I feel like we need a lot of if you play if you play with Lombardo, I feel like you gotta have a lot of bananas for potassium. You know what I'm saying? 
fucking right. Hydrate a lot. Hydrate Dave, a lot. Dave wakes up with that energy. He's such a fucking bundle of joy and fun and energy in life. It's 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 a pleasure to spend time with Dave. You know, I'm I'm sure you've spoken to Dave over the years, but he's a fucking legend. I got to meet him. He was fantastic. Uh, the third song, speaking of a little bit of melody, is moi. So this was again the first the first kind of moment of kind of respite, I guess, in the record. And we really wanted, you know, because we come from a kind of alternative rock and progressive rock background we really want to kind of give this real moments of vulnerability the record so that when the fuck you know it sounds like a cliche the melodic bits melodic and the heavy bits very fucking heavy but this song just again it's it's creepy yeah. Like that's why I really like this song and, and the lyrics is about being that creep and trying to convince someone that, that you know the right way and if you just learn how to lie, if you just learn how to kind of pull the fast one and, and be disingenuous, then you'll you'll be a-okay. So it's it's a kind of like the singer of this song is almost like a sleazy kind of charmer. And uh, and the music just took me down that path. It's such it's a it's a wee bit sexy, morbid <laughs> sexy. What's wrong with being sexy? It's got the right tempo, um, I guess. And again. And it's just the push and pull. A lot, a lot of Mike's guitar playing has just really given this album so many places to go. And and because I was coming in after with vocals and keyboards, you know, a song like this really, it, it just showed that there's no limits to this record and what we can do as a band. So this is one of my favourites to play live, actually. Yeah, they're all really satisfying. Every song, I'm just like going through it in my head going, God, it feels good to play. And this, yeah, just, just, I think that that's the key to it is that I think you can hear our enthusiasm yeah, in the record. You know, it's, you're not going to turn anybody else on if you're not feeling it, but it's just such such fun to play this stuff. Mm. Right on. Certainly one of my favourites, along with Harvest and this next track, Tired Eye. Yeah. Forgive, nice forgive my, my accent there. That was pretty terrible. It was good, man. It was good. Tired Eye. Um, yeah, this is uh, this has been one of my dreams forever to do a, just a vocal in a drum track. Now, I've never, I've never been able to kind of write the right drum piece. Mike supplied me with the right drum piece. So I, the, the annoying thing was for Mike is that I muted his beautiful guitar riff. There's a version of this song with guitars and I kind of like risked the ire of Mike by saying, do you mind in this incredible song if you just don't play? <laughs> and it's just, it, it's just the obnoxiousness of it. The, the kind of, it feels, this whole band and this whole record and, and whatever we work on next, we, we feel really fearless, you know, and, and to do something as extreme as that and not, not take the easy way out by putting guitars on it. I just think it kind of sets out a stall of who we are. And to do a duet with Dave Lombardo who doesn't want to fucking do that it's like a dream come true so it, it's funny live though it was the um, last, last night. night that's what cracked the audience it was like now they're going to mosh and they went to, they went crazy for a song with no guitars or bass in it so, we're, so the next album will have no guitars <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Dave has already put out a record of just drums this year, so anything is possible. Oh, um, fucking right. And what a record, right? So percussion. Yeah. Anyone that's watching this, I mean, please, if you like in yeah. in kind of out there and really creative and fucking so and inspiring. That record. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And, and also his record with his wife Paula Benamoris. Yeah, Benamoris. Like speaking Dave's, of the cure, speaking of some gothy Bauhaus stuff, you know. Right. Dave's got layers for days. That's what's you know. It's wonderful to see to work with someone like Dave who's done so fucking much but still has the hunger to look for new things to excite him. He's not interested in resting on his laurels and, and that's how we feel, you know, being being a little less long in the tooth but having done this for a while, it's so important to keep to keep the reasons for doing it pure. And that can be hard the longer you do it but as long as, as Mike says, if it feels good when you're in the room, if it feels good when you're recording it, that's all that you can count on. Everything else is 
for the fucking birds. <laughs> he, he walks, he, he treads the bent path. The he right treads, yeah. bent path is an example to us all. The next track is Sons and Daughters. Yeah, this is a monolith. Bit of a dirgy one, this, yeah. Um, we get a moment of drone in this. It's kind of, to me, I'd like it's a good job Simon sort of went and did the vocals and, and came up with the ideas himself because musically I couldn't get past the fact that it just needs Buzz Osborne singing on. <laughs> luckily he didn't, he, he just didn't go there at all. But yeah, it's again, just like... This is a monolith. This is when I feel that we're fucking walking through a desert when we play this. It's, you know, all the other songs are kind of right on the edge, either technique-wise or pace and are really frantic. This one, it's like we try and make it as slow as we can, you know? And I guess lyrically, it's about just how cheap and easy wars are to get into. I mean, and that's probably a bit obvious if you listen to the lyrics, but it's kind of just how cheap life can be and how each generation just gets flung to the fucking wolves because of some generally a corporation's interests. And it's just, you know, life can be so fucking cheap. And especially after the pandemic, when we lost so many people to the, you know, to the fucking bug. And then there was like Ukraine war happened straight after. And it's just like, how cheap can we, can we value human beings? You know, I, I really was convinced we would come out of that with this, not necessarily a sense of harmony, but a sense of like relief that we're all fucking still breathing. And uh, so it was a real heartbreaker that, that that wasn't the case. And that, that's what the song, and it, fe it felt that the, the music of this almost feels like a tank to me. You know, it's just like fucking something that's just mowing down civilization. And uh, so yeah, it, it kind of took me in that twisted, twisted perspective. What's that quote from Malcolm Tucker? Like the, the whole situation, it's like the Shawshank Redemption that says, more tunneling through shit and no fucking redemption. <laughs> 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 I can add nothing to that, but I think we all just became new best friends. I'm with you all. No notes. Excellent. The, the next track is Stutter. Stutter. This, this is our pop song. Yeah. This is the one I think of as like a, it's a three minute pop hardcore song. Yeah. Um, it's a pleasure to play. Just really, there's in fact, it's worth talking about the outro in this song because Mike, I feel, has channeled something that certainly I've never done or he's never done in any music. And it's this kind of transcendental, slow, like sun-esque or sleep-esque chord movement with the fastest fucking double kick going. And only Dave Lombardo can do that kick. Yes. But it's this mixture between pure freneticism and then like fucking tantra. Yeah, it's you know? like, it's drone thrash. Got to do more of that vibe. Get that shit on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Start the, the drone thrash genre. <laughs> Get those streaming numbers up, man. Hashtag drone thrash. And you know, as a journalist, I love any new subgenre tag I can add in. So well, there you are. That... Help me do <laughs> my job. Really. Spread, <laughs> Spread the word, brother. Do you like crossover? No, mate. Drone thrash. Drone thrash. Yeah, exactly. Um, we don't deviate. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. Uh, the next track is Palms of Hands. Well, we, we had a cameo. That was our tour yeah. manager who keeps us, keeps us all good. Um, so Palms of Hands, that is a song... It's fucking chaos. I love the fact the riff is barely a riff. It's just mayhem. The song's about after the lack of intimacy during the pandemic and everything. And I just kind of visualized the first kind of bit of intimacy you would have would be to go to like a, a sex party and things just weren't the way they used to be. You know, <laughs> everyone's lost, lost their etiquette. No one knows what they're doing. Everyone's taking the wrong drugs. Everyone's wearing the, long, the wrong clothes. And uh, it just felt preposterous enough. The song was preposterous enough to kind of carry that kind of uh, yeah. idiocy in the lyrics, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's got a real aggro 
punk thrash kind of feel to it. Also, it's one of the only songs that's actually all in four four. Four four. I know the guitars are in five eight though. So that, but all the drums are in four. <laughs> it's never as simple as that. Never as simple as that. Right on. I'm sure. I know Lombardo is doing like the meme in his head of all the calculations. Right. I don't even think he, <laughs> he's natural totally... to him, but his brain is doing it, but not his body is <laughs> autonomous. Of yeah, course. He's, he's only fully functioning when he's thinking in such weird fucking counts. It's weird. <laughs> right on. Right on. Um, the next track is Dusty. Dusty, yeah, fucking, this song really spoke to me. It's yeah. it's probably as close to kind of more of a kind of noise rock song. This is a bit of a kind of soundscape song. Um, sonically, to me, it sounded like like a dust storm. So it got me thinking about, you know, the dust storm back in the 20th century, I guess, in like Kansas and everything, North Florida, I guess it was Kansas and St. Louis and things. And, um, and how people had to leave their home because of the fucking weather and because there was no sunlight for days and how some people are kind of going through a similar thing at the moment you know but it's it's weird to think that, that almost 100 years on people are having to leave their homes and their towns and where their family grew because of the fucking nature of the world changing so so it felt appropriate to kind of uh, combat that in this song but yeah i just love it it's it's, it's a real lurcher it's like a, it's like a grotesque cousin to like moi or something that's what i think yeah again you get quite a quite a lot of the song is just drums and vocals it's actually two drum kits yeah see when i was trying to do the singing for this mike didn't tell me it's an 11 8 so i'm fucking trying to count count this when he first sent it i'm like i cannot get the one on this man <laughs> And then when he told me, I was like, you fucking is 11 a.m., of course. Yeah, it's really wonky. All the best music's a bit wonky, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, music's here. <laughs> Fair enough. Rivers of Heresy, not just a great album, but also a math quiz. Anyhow. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> find the one. Find the one, guys. Find the one. That's it. Maybe maybe that'll be like a secret on the next record in the artwork or something. The next <laughs> The next to last track is Sold, with an exclamation point. Sold. Another assault. So I love how this one comes in, man. Again, feels great. We don't even count it in live. It just kind of just starts. starts. Just, again, it just feels really satisfying. Um, again, more of that Gonzo, phantom kind of vibe, you know. Guitar solos at the end. Do a bit of the guitar solo. Make it as horrible as possible. To me, this is actually one of the most preposterous songs because it's got a bit of surf rock. It's got guitar solos. Yeah. It's got a bit of fucking melody. Some swearing. Some swearing, as all good songs should have. <laughs> And fucking Dave Lombardo going nuts. But yeah, this was one of the, there's a couple of songs like Harvest, Stutter, and this one potentially were the ones that kind of became the early spine of the album. And we're like, we know these are in the zone. And then the kind of album kind of grew arms and legs, I guess. But, and it felt like the perfect song to go before our, the last song, the record, which is The Looming. As soon as we recorded it, it was like nothing can follow this song. You know, it had to go last in the record. It's a beautifully kind of psychedelic fucking freak out about the end of the world, of course. A real cheery record, this. You know, there's moments of humour throughout it. You know, I hope it's not an oppressive listen, but lyrically there's some dark moments. And this, yeah. this song is just, it's about the end of the world looming towards us. And again, the music, the music kind of dictates what... Where you go as a vocalist or something, you know, and, and Mike was so so specific with kind of the outlines of each songs and how how they sat and the arrangement and the structure that it really made it. It was a pleasure for me to come in at that stage and kind of just try and embellish all the beauty that Mike was bringing. So I just hope I didn't ruin that song by putting some. It's fucking great. I, I like especially live. It, it kind of goes off on a bit of a wig out, but it's been building and building, and then this real ecstatic moment of release that every time we do it live it gets to this point and the whole place just goes like mm. oh my god and it just 
it, again, it's just so satisfying. And I think I think that's what the end of the world will be like. There'll be there'll be a moment of pure beauty. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be. You know, there is going to be a moment where all our you know maybe this sounds a bit nihilistic, but you know, a moment where our jaws will drop exactly. before the fucking end, and that's what this song feels like. Those little uh, like shafts of sunlight mm-hmm. just through this immense darkness. Yeah. Mm. So I hope yeah. that was a decent enough rundown, brother. It's, uh, it's like dancing, about, ar- dancing yeah. about architecture. You know, sometimes we ruin ourselves by talking about them, but I hope that was all right. That was wonderful. Thank you for unpacking all that. And I, again, I never expect everybody to reveal all the secrets. I do love the reference to horrible there in the best possible way, because that's an oh, inside yeah, yeah. joke. That's an inside joke at Ghost Cult that we love all the horrible music in the best way. Uh, that's what we real- see. That, that's <laughs> fucking right. If it's not, it needs to disgust us ever so slightly. It needs to fucking, music's about making you feel. And that's, that's what we've always chased. I know that's what you've committed your life to as well. It's like music that makes you feel something. That's all we fucking want from bands we play in and bands we listen to. And you know what? If you if you make that your fucking outline, then music's always going to give you joy, you know? And we feel very lucky to still be doing this and to be talking to yourself, man. Well, I right back at you. This has been wonderful. I'm glad we got to actually get it in. Shout out to Roadrunner and, and the wonderful staff there taking care of you and yeah. taking care of Ghost Cult. I really, really appreciate it. And again, best of luck on the road. You got St. Vitus and then hopefully some other things will get announced and uh, fit in around your very busy schedules yeah hopefully we'll come to your coast sometime soon man we're just putting some plans together now so we'll see hopefully you'll see us sooner rather than later but we really appreciate well, the support as well man we'll have a pint together i would love to fucking Absolutely. right get me a big scottish hug brother <laughs> yes sir i uh you you will get one for sure you're gonna get like a little street stuff from me also yeah man i can do that and a little hand job <laughs> all the shit Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, Keithy. Take care, man. Take care, brother. I don't know how to turn this off, so I'm just going to leave it. I got it. it. (laughs) We'll just stay on for the whole day. It's fine. (laughs)